0: Happy New Year. Welcome to Not My Rabbit Hole with Terry Joyce podcast. You know, I was, I, I was hesitant on saying the word podcast because I, I read through the anchor guidelines that you're not supposed to put podcast at the end of your show name because for some reason um, it doesn't do well in the, in the search engines. But I guess it's okay to call yourself, you know, like this is a podcast. Uh, Happy New Year this uh the show will air uh at midnight on 2022 i'm actually recording this uh on december 31st at 2:45 p.m. in the afternoon that's when i'm actually uh, making this live uh recording And I just kind of want to, I don't know, talk about a few things, reflect on uh, doing the podcast and uh, also what's going on in the world. We'll throw that in there too. We'll make it just all about me, uh, but just kind of the the journey of of doing uh my own podcast for the first time, and I decided to uh use anchor as as the medium in which I would do this podcast and uh, I guess. Anchor and uh, even technology has uh, has advanced, including myself. Uh, since I started this podcast, I kind of feel that um, my awareness in the world uh, has changed or hopefully increased. Uh, maybe I have uh, a little bit more wisdom or, um, I don't know, maybe a, a more enjoyable or productive way of doing my podcast, uh, as well. So, uh, we're going to go into another year. This year has, actually let's just face it. You know, I, I guess I really started this podcast in 2019. Uh, mainly I just wanted to give myself a place to do a 30 minute rant. Um, uh, I, I, you know, stretch the funny muscle. If, if something funny comes out, uh, bring bring in a little bit of comedy, which I'm going to be focusing more on uh, than I than I have. Uh, a lot of times, it, this is just sort of a, a stream of consciousness of thoughts as I as I wanted to start uh, with this podcast. Um, my own personal life has uh, changed quite a bit, and I have made uh, certain decisions. Uh, to change my life that uh, really has affected me uh, affected my ability to even uh, upload to this channel um, you know on a regular basis. I decided to actually air my podcast on Friday night at midnight. Um, I've done several experimentations. Uh, For example, I've incorporated uh, doing my podcast over Instagram and then taking that footage, that audio and placing it up to, um, to anchor and then have it go out to the other networks. Um, I did that basically as a, a suggestion by anchor. Sorry if I sound like a little bit congested today. I, I, I think I have, I have a little bit of allergies uh, going on. So that's um, kind of frustrating. Yeah, I have allergies, unfortunately. Um, I, I, I'm not sick. I don't have COVID or anything like that. Although uh, I want to give a shout out to those who are um, ill. Uh, a really good friend of mine, uh, another comedian named John Panay, that actually gave me my first comedy gig in, uh, I believe it was Overland Park, Kansas and St. Louis, Missouri. And the year was actually 1990. Now I mean, when I say my first comedy gig, I, may, I mean my first paid uh, out of state uh, comedy gig. Uh, up until then I had just been doing uh, open mic nights and also doing spots at like the Laugh Factory or uh, at, uh, you know, uh, the improv or the comedy store something like that. I was also starting to do like little paid gigs here and there, uh, in, in Los Angeles. Um, I was getting, um, weekly MC gigs at the long beach comedy club. And, um, you know, there was like little bars and stuff like that throughout Southern California, sometimes in the beach cities, like in Hermosa beach, et cetera, that, um, I would get, uh, Paid gigs. Uh, shout out to comedian uh, Joan Fagan with the uh, Three Blonde Moms fa- fame. You know she's she uh, coined the Three Blonde Mom tour. Uh, very funny comedian. She gave me some of my first paid gigs. But John, getting back to John Panay, uh, John Panay, uh, you know, just uh, today I saw on Facebook, Facebook Meta from the Metaverse. <laughs> Uh, that he was, um, you know, that he had yet had, was feeling really awful and that he had COVID 19. So I'm uh, giving my prayers out to him. Uh, we, you know, we are still um, suffering from uh, the the pandemic. Um, obviously, it's, it's mutated and now we are on to the um, Omicron uh, version of it. And apparently, that's much more highly contagious Uh, i even went out shopping yesterday believe it or not i was at walmart not really my favorite place to go to but um it is a convenient and uh and and down the street (laughs) so it's not too far i mean i can literally walk to it Uh, as a matter of fact i do not currently have a vehicle When I started this podcast, I was uh, living in a motor home Uh, in in 1978. uh, dodge uh, Tioga, And uh, I thought that was going to be my path. I was going to take this journey into, um, you know, trying to live off grid and uh, growing my own vegetables and, uh, you know, solar solar paneling and, and, um, you know, surviving for like, you know, for, for the uh, apocalypse. And, and I got to admit, you know, uh, it's really a joy to have running water and to be able to take a bath and a shower uh, I know you can do that in your, in your Dodge Tioga, or you, you can do that in a, in a mobile, um, you know, like a motor home or, uh, you know, a trailer or whatever, but I did not have that kind of a hookup. I was, uh, renting a space on a property where I would use the, um, you know, bath and utilities and stuff like that in the main house, uh. So I was living uh, a little bit uh, in a, in a, a rustic life and uh you know if you do listen to my podcasts some of them were you know this a lot of my podcasts this last year or so has been somewhat semi-autobiographical and uh if, if you wanted to take the time to listen to what I was saying back then uh I was going through a lot And, uh, and I, and I, and really on this podcast, I don't want to spend too much time going back over all of that, but the changes I did make is that I decided to, uh, to go back to college, which I think is one of the, um, the best choices that I have, um, really made in a long time. Um, I went back to the city college that I had gone to before. When I went to college before, I'd I'd gone uh, for a couple of years. I was a theater arts major and uh, was also performing at a dinner theater. Um, I grew up in Fresno, California, and I graduated from Clovis West High School. I was very involved in theater at that time, even in high school. Uh, and I also started to perform at a place called Roger Rock good company players. Shout out to everybody there. Uh, when I was 16 years old, matter of fact, that was the first paying job that, I ever really had, which I'm kind of proud about that, that, that being a entertainer was my first way of making money. Uh, you know, so, and I, and I like to think that that would be, Oh, you know, I, I, that's what I am. I'm an artist, entertainer and a writer and a blogger and a podcaster and all that kind of stuff. I mean, as things go on, you evolve, but in some way I've always been, uh, an artist. And a performer. And so, and if you, some of you guys may not know this. I, it's funny because I was a finalist on the first season of Last Comic Standing. And that was at the time that the show was um, a re- more of a reality show in the sense that uh, the it, it was a, a cross between Big Brother and uh, an American Idol. That's how it was pitched. When I first read about Last Comic Standing in a a magazine in Los Angeles that a lot of actors pick up called Backstage West. Backstage West oftentimes has a lot of actors listings and things like this. Uh, When I first saw that, that's how it was described, that they were looking to cast a house of 10 comedians and then narrow it down to the uh, last comic standing. Uh, I did auditions for that show, uh, at NBC. Um, my friend, uh, Sean Anderson, who was a friend of Ralphie May, Ralphie May, uh, shout out to Ralphie May, although he's not with us anymore. He is the first person from last comic standing that has uh, passed away. Uh, he passed away, I believe like a couple years ago and, uh, but, uh, Sean Anderson, I met him while I was working, uh, just for laughs or the last laugh. I believe it was the last laugh in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, I think it might've been the last time I ever worked that club. Unfortunately, uh, that would be fun to go back there again. Anyway, I, I, I worked that comedy club and Sean Anderson, Ironically enough, uh, well, I was featuring at that time. I was a feature act at the comedy club there. And ironically enough, the um, the the opening act was arrested. And so Sean Anderson uh, uh, opened instead. And he was on his way. He was making his way, I believe, from Oklahoma uh, to actually live with Ralphie May. And uh, when you... Work different comedy clubs in the United States. Um, you stay at something called an apartment. Now they call it the comedy condo, but it isn't really a condo. But, you know, instead of like putting uh, comedians up into their own hotel room, uh, sometimes uh, they actually um, – you know, uh, have them share an apartment together. And so uh, Sean Atwood and I were both uh, staying at this particular apartment. I I can't really remember who the, the headliner might have been local, or the light head, The headliner might have uh, demanded his own hotel room instead of staying with with us. But I remember that uh, Sean Anderson uh, happened to mention last last comic standing again, and mentioned that uh, Ralphie May was. Um, I guess maybe being courted or, uh, you know, on the list to audition too. And he was really good friends with Jay Moore, who was uh, the host and the executive producer of the show. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me and I said oh you know I really I really want to uh, I really want to audition for that so actually w- after Sean moved in with Ralphie and I we were back in LA he actually picked me up like at 430 in the morning and we actually we got out and stood in line at 5 am uh, I believe it was number 43 to audition and uh, and I did make it all the way up to uh, I lost in the competition at num- number nine Nine, but because it was a reality show it was almost like you became a character like on mtv's real world so there was this other type of Exposure that uh, that all of us got, uh, besides just going up and you know competing with jokes like you would on Star Search. Um, so I ended up doing six episodes out of the nine, and uh, you know it really changed my life at that time. I, I went from not really being noticed uh, in in the public eye. I mean I was no, I was. People knew me um, in my local town that I lived at the time, like Pasadena. I was I lived in Pasadena, California. I did I was a regular host at the uh, Ice House Comedy Club, and uh, you know I produced shows and all the, all these different venues, not only Pasadena but LA and different places. And uh, some of the uh, shows that I either hosted most of the time I hosted them, but sometimes I didn't. But the things, well, the music uh, venues. I help. I help produce some music venues as well with rock musicians and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I have kind of an eclectic experience in in producing different types of shows and stuff like that. So, but you know, uh, we, I had, but, but after last comic standing, after you know having uh, our pictures in People magazine and and after you know, having it not only be on, on, um, NBC, but it was re aired on commie central several times, uh, I had international notoriety at that time. Uh, you know, for example, if I was at the airport, people would call out my name or if I was on a plane, the stewardess would recognize me and want to come and talk to me or, you know, I, I, there was one time where when the show first aired where, where I lived at, uh, I was living up in Altadena, California, actually really in a, a mansion that um, was allegedly uh, owned by um, by the Gaucho, Groucho Marks. I was going to the Gaucho brothers, but Groucho Marks. All right. You know what? Uh, I'm going to take a break here for just a moment uh, because I'm kind of in the halfway mark and I kind of would like to just take a little intermission, uh, but uh, we'll be right back with more, with more, uh, not my rabbit hole with Terry Joyce. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Not My Rabbit Hole with Terry Joyce, and I'm Terry Joyce, your host. So uh, in the first half, I kind of trailed off into reminiscing some of my experiences of being on uh, Last Comic Standing. Um, You know, it's funny, I I, I found a picture recently uh, of the cast, matter of fact, I I think I'm going to I might try to add that photo to this podcast if I could squeeze it in there. Uh, the thumbnail for Anchor and Spotify is just kind of like a little square, so you probably won't see. It. I, I don't think I can fit the entire cast picture in that in that little thumbnail. Probably, I prob I probably can't. So, but yeah, it's. Hey, I'm actually thinking about it, but if you do want to see it, I have it up on my Instagram at Terry Joyce and also uh, on Facebook uh, as well uh, at uh, uh, also Terry Joyce and that's spelled T-E-R-E-J-O-Y-C-E. So I put it up and and it was funny. I was kind of surprised by, I mean, a lot of my friends on Facebook are comedians because that's, you know, pretty much been my world. For most of my life, and I have a long history with a lot of comedians. Uh, you know, when you go on the road and you're traveling, you know, for hours in a car together, and maybe in a car together for a week at different locations. Now, you do end up really bonding uh, with people, and I and, and 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 or if you're living in a comedy condo with them or something like that, uh, you really do uh, form uh, lasting relationships. Uh, so, but. So a lot of comedians, you know, recognize the picture. Um, The year that I was on last comic standing was in 2001. That was the first year that it came out. And I ended up doing a uh, second season, which was also uh, season three, but I was kind of surprised by some other people that are comedians that I've met later on that seemed to have no idea that I was actually really on the show. And, in many ways, in terms of like the algorithms and photos and stuff like that, it seems like it's getting harder and harder for me to even uh, find photos on the Internet uh, of myself as being, uh, you know, a cast member on the show. But if you do Google Last Comic Standing Season 1, you'll see my name in the Wikipedia that I was there. I was there, you know, and it, and it's I, I feel like, yeah. And right now I live to tell the story about uh, what it was like to be on the show, what it was like to go from not being recognized to being instantly famous, uh, really popular. I mean, even, I, I remember... I remember one time I was out with my friend Franchi San Pedro and I had these hot chicks hitting on me, like the kind of groupies that, you know, rock stars would get. And, and and I'm, and I'm a woman, like, like the the experience of what fame is and how people uh, treat you. And then what happens when you're not as famous anymore, or, you know, you've, Fallen from grace and you're living in a, you know, a, a motor home and dodged in, in, in Baldwin Park. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like people, oh yeah, you know, she's, you know, she's a loser. She's a drug addict. She's, she's that. I mean, I, I've gotten the whole gamut of, of judgment and perception, but I think what I take away from it all is it's just judgment and perception, whether or not you're famous or whether you're not, you know, you're not famous or whether you're never famous or whether you, whether you have money, you don't have money or where, you know, whatever happens to you. um, You know, it's, it's all, everything is a temporary aspect of our reality. And I guess in, in, Maybe, you know, when you're being reflective or you're thinking about where, where you're going to go in life or what really matters or feeling destitute or, you know, or, uh, elated or happy or you know it, it, it never d- is it like a, a Disney film life is not like a Disney movie where you know you, you marry the prince and live ha- happily ever after it's like well can, can you describe happily ever after can you describe it for us because I I, I I would really I would really like to know <laughs> it's not it's not like that um, I mean, I, I don't want to be like bot humbug, but you know, it, it. you know what I'm talking about. If you if you if you've been fortunate to live as long as I have, right? Uh, not to say that I'm totally ancient, but I'm not I'm not in my 20s. I'm not Generation Z. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the cusp of, you know, I'm kind of in between, uh, generation X and the baby boomers. So, you know, you do the math. I mean, I, I kind of hate always admitting how old I am because I feel like in many ways, you know, when we put a number out there, then all of a sudden people pigeonholed you and put you in that number. They go, well, you know, they're blank, 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 blank. And then they're, therefore they're blank. (laughs) Right. Um, so yeah, I'm just doing a recording today. I like I said, I'm not doing uh, the Instagram um, version of this. I'm not, you know, double live streaming this on my YouTube channel. It's just this is going to be a strictly an audio show. And you know what? I might just do that, you know, once in a while. I might just just go ahead and and, and you know speak and put some random thoughts down. And you know, you don't necessarily always have to be looking at me, right? <laughs> So one of the things that I did bring up, you know, especially like my last podcast, I titled, you know, are you ready for the metaverse? And, uh, you know, if you, if you looked at the video version of it, you'll, you would see like, I'm wearing, I have a nose and little dog ears and things like that. And that facial recognition technology that they can, you can play with, you know, alter your makeup with it, you know, create a virtual you which is like we all have avatars on Facebook already, uh, and now we're going to go to the metaverse, where, uh, and and to be honest with you, I don't really feel totally negative about the metaverse. You know, it, it's like a lot of people, you know, say, "Well, it's AI," and and and, and it's it's. Uh, you know, like the AI is going to take o- over you. And, you know, it, it's like surrogates, you know, it's like we have an avatar body that's going to be ageless and beautiful. And it's not really the real reality of who we are. Like, like, you know, I guess you can have an avatar where if you wanted to be like, if I wanted to be an elephant or a giraffe or whatever, I can join into some room and like, Hey, it's me. It's Terry. I'm a giraffe today. And, you know, nobody would really, you know, they'd be, Hey, wow, cool. Uh, you, you know, we can, we can really be what we want to be. I can be what I want to be, Uh, you know, in the metaverse. It it seems like there's a creative world that would uh, would actually be different than this one. But I think that there's a real opportunity there at the same time with the metaverse in the sense that, you know, you could work virtually and not have to leave your house. And let's say, you know, the pandemic does get worse, or let's say, um, you know, I want to work with somebody that's in in the UK, but now I can work with somebody in the UK by actually, uh, you know, doing it and, you know, communicating with them face to face uh, in the 3D virtual reality world. Uh, You know, just think about the, the, to me, that's possibilities, possibilities, of actually, really entertaining uh, in front of people in the virtual reality and being able to hear them laugh. You know, if you are an artist, God forbid that um, you know doesn't want to have to. Um, and I and again, I'm, I'm trying to be really careful about how I say things. It's a little frustrating to me right now because uh, I feel that every single you know, format that I uh, speak in, I, if I want to like keep speaking in that format, there are certain things that I'm not going to be able, allowed to say or reference. Uh, I'm trying to remedy to this by maybe going on certain platforms like Rockfin or, uh, you know, uh, Odyssey. Uh, other, other platforms that don't have the, um, what do you call it? The EU Uh, 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 stipulations uh, on, on free speech. But when you talk about anything about anybody's, well, let's just say like where you can be labeled that you're gonna get medical disinformation, but you could literally decide not to maybe do something that they want us to do to prevent a virus, right? Um, if you don't do that thing, like if you don't like, like the other day at this, this guy, <laughs> I'm just going to make a joke about it. Another comedian friend of mine was talking about how like at new year's, um, How at New Year's, uh, you know, he's not he's not working a comedy club. His gig got canceled. It wasn't paying that great anyways. He doesn't need to go out and be in bars and be exposed and things like that, because people don't want to go out right now because of the Omicron virus. They don't want to go out. They don't want to risk it, even though they might be triple vaccinated. They still don't want to go out, which, uh, you know, even if you are vaccinated, you know, And you, you know, if there's a comedy club that won't let you go in unless you are vaccinated or perform at unless you're vaccinated, there's still people that are leery of going out because of the fact that that the virus keeps mutating. And, you know, we really don't really know what's really going on. So this one comedian said, well, you know, I am having a young lady and he didn't say she was young. I I, I take that back. She might have been an old lady. She might have been a a middle aged lady. Who knows? (laughs) But uh, you know, he, he says something, well, you know, she's triple vax. Like, like that's a big plus. She's triple vax. And she shaves her pussy. Now I added that part in there. All right. That like, he didn't really say that, but then I thought about that would be the new criteria, you know, like maybe like on the dating sites, you could go, I'm triple vax and I shave my pussy. Uh, and I know that i am being uh, crude right now and maybe if I was making a joke in the metaverse it wouldn't be acceptable but I started thinking about well what would it be like to have have a comedy club in the metaverse and then they have the NFT and and there's uh, the the cryptocurrency that goes along with it like I thought about it today and and, and and a thought came to mind about Mark Zuckerberg like people go oh Mark Zuckerberg is you know part of the new world order and you know he's he's you know he's bringing in this artificial intelligence and that you know they're taking away the human genome and they're going to make it so you know that they're creating a different reality and you know it's the matrix happening and you know there's all these other things that happen at the same time when you think about cryptocurrency for the people that are conspiracy theorists who talk about the federal reserve and gold and all this kind of stuff with the united states uh you know it, it like creating in a way If you think about it, maybe, maybe Mark Zuckerberg is like kind of a revolutionary and breaking the chains of a prison, uh, you know, of of an economy that is obviously crashing and not doing well and coming up with an alternative way of, of, of currency. And, you know, if you get, you know, if you, if you create, because there was, I saw this video yesterday, there was an artist, I wish I had his name off the top of my head right now, but it came down my timeline. Um, where he was a DJ and he performed uh, in a virtual reality to like billions of people. And in a way I think that like the, the metaverse could open this up to many artists. Like, of course, if I don't feel like putting makeup on, like one of the reasons why I kind of felt like just doing a, a you know, a, a regular, podcast with just my audio today was like a go. Oh, I don't really feel like putting makeup on right now. I don't really feel like, you know, hooking up and going on to my Instagram. And <laughs> and I know it probably like really sounds lazy in a way, sort of, right? But it is like New Year's Eve day. And uh, I am kind of recovering. I'm, I'm resting because I'm on, I'm on uh, Christmas break uh, from uh, being in college. By the way, I, I did decide to go back to college. It's really opened up my mind, and uh, I got a 4.0. Okay. I got a 4.0 last semester. Um, when I left college, I had left at a grade point average of 3.56. So we'll see what it what it happens uh, you know now where my, my grade point average goes to. But uh, but I to be honest with you, I've never achieved a 4.0 before. I always had one B someplace, but this time I actually really did it. Uh, despite all of the um, adversary uh, situations that came my way while I was in while I was in college, but I'm I'm working towards getting a degree in journalism, media, and film. Uh, and by the way, uh, Facebook is coming up with something called Bulletin, and that would be for journalists to post and actually get revenue from it. Uh, there is a way, I, I think the new way to consistently make money and maybe be able to be free is to actually be doing what I'm partly, but I'm doing right now is to put together a podcast and speak with you. And this is online and this is on the internet. And then think about how this does interface with, uh, with Facebook and the metaverse and everything else. So, um, Anyway, I just wanted to be uh, somewhat, I I just wanted to do a show today. Um, I realized that uh, I've been spotty over the past few months. When I was in school this last uh, semester, I did have 14 units. Um, My life is a lot more stable now. I've got my own place with no distractions and all of my shows will be online from now on. So uh, I'm, I'm working towards making a commitment to making sure that I upload a episode here every Friday at midnight. uh, And I hope to grow in what I'm offering you. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to be to to being connected to you by doing this podcast in the future. So take care. Happy New Year. And God bless.